0: Welcome to Zephyr Yoga Inspiration. I offer these podcasts for free and your support really does make a difference and is appreciated. To make a donation, please click the link in the episode description or visit ZephyrYoga.com. As most of you know, over the past few weeks, we've been working with um, our approach to being the yogi, being the student and looking at the Yoga Sutras, but also a few other texts to actually shape our practice so we can become more skillful at being able to be the Adhikara, the skillful student in which devotes time into focusing our um, one's attention to practice. And practice is a Vyasa in that way in which we start to wake up to our ability to refine our sight, that Viveka, and connect to uh, whatever arises in practice, start to value it, see it, learn from it, but skillfully start to practice the art of surrendering, that letting go of sensory observation called Bhairagya. In this way in which the goal of practice, according to the Yoga Sutras, is to create narodaha which is that profound stillness physically, energetically, and mentally. But we're human. And the kleshas come up, you know, our ignorance, our confusion, our egotism, our cravings, our resistance, our fears, and this all comes up as a result of practice. But you as the yogi, you as the adhikara, hold five virtues just as much. These attributes were in um Buddha, we're in Krishna, Jesus, Moses, muhammad all these enlightened beings, you still hold the same virtues, attributes, and essential ingredients as they did. One being Shraddha, that you hold a sense of faith and trust. That you have this connection to the source of your understanding. That you have Vira, that courage to bravely face what is. And that Shmurti, to remember the tools and techniques to practice as well as what matters to you most. You are you have samadhi and access to being fully absorbed physically, energetically, and mentally present in any given moment. And the fifth is connecting to that light of intelligence that guides your sight, guides your intuitive teacher to best serve you in skillfully navigating your life. So yoga is skill in action with loving awareness. Yoga is skill in action with loving awareness. Now... This action in Sanskrit is called karma. And karma carries the notion that the fruits of your actions will come back to you. You can't escape the consequence of your actions. Whether positive or negative, it doesn't matter. You know, every cause has an effect. Every action has a reaction. Every choice has a consequence. But behind your current situation right now, it is your past karma, this philosophy says. And it's really a kind of statement in saying that life is not just happening to you, it's happening for you. And that's we as the yogis that bravely show up and actually see this, feel it, and experience it rather than pushing it away, rejecting it, that um, dvesha, or... Constantly craving something better, that that raga, or going into egotism, that ishmita, and thinking more or less of who you are because you are defined by this limitation or obstacle or difficulty in your life, or the fear that it comes up that you're not going to be able to manage this. Remembering that you have these essential attributes and um, ingredients to make the yogi to bravely face your kleshas to whatever comes up in this moment, that you will are a sum total of every choice every action that you have ever made you are a sum total it brought you here for some reason and as the yogi we wake up to any given moment being mindful of what is You know, what did you wake up with? The negativity, some emotional distress, instability felt in the body, any disturbances in the breath that mirror the disturbances in the mind. Those are the four symptoms of suffering, according to the Yoga Sutras, that the kleshas are present, that you are affected by your life and you're reacting to life rather than responding. So there is this way in which we start to tap into this resource of energy to make better choices to serve our greater intention, our deeper purpose of our embodiment, and that way in which we are guided as we practice, leading us closer to spirit, closer to the truth of who and what we are, and that lasting fulfillment in our lived experience so we can find ourselves contently in, knowing how to free ourselves from what is causing us pain and suffering. And it is said that 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 has a huge impact to the quality of our future, when we show up and practice dealing with whatever's going on in our life. But more importantly in this tradition, it has an impact to our future lives. As this philosophy believes in reincarnation, not to say that if you do or don't, it doesn't matter, but it explains why these philosophies and these instructions are laid out in this way because they believe in reincarnation, that the body disengages with the soul at death and the subtle body disengages at rebirth once it chooses the next karmic vessel to work with and then as the subtle body disengages with the soul the soul the causal body continues to go through each lifetime working through different karmas working through different experiences trying to refine itself so it can release a karma it doesn't need anymore and that it can reach eventually liberation So this creative dynamic activity and our ability to spontaneously maneuver without hesitation to make our practice happen. So as we use our practice as an opportunity to create this effort, this tapas, this heat for positive change, this kind of um, grit in your oyster to be able to exert yourself and provoke you to react so you can practice the tools to respond to life, empowering you with wiser action in this loving awareness, practicing this sense of openness, this curiosity and willingness. So this is pointing towards the Bhagavad Gita in a teaching um, of how to work with karma. Now, they're said to be three karmas, um, prarabdha karma, which is active karma, sanchitta karma, which is dormant karma, and kriyamana karma, which is potential karma. Now, we as the warrior, like Arjuna in the story, we as the yogi are refining ourselves like an archer. So you have to think about yourself as an archer. And a good archer needs to practice over and over again shooting and figuring out actually how to tend to the bow and arrow, to store them correctly, to, um, you know, oil them and get, you know, replace the string and, you know, how to actually, you know, look at the targets and practice shooting and trying to hit the targets as best we can. So a lot of this symbolism is actually the mindset that we come to practice with. Our posture in which we choose to practice with and actually noticing what is motivating us and how to place that arrow skillfully so it it hits the target. So A lot of it is, is to tap into wakefulness, cultivating this awareness and understanding ourselves and what's going on and what is motivating us. And actually, as we meet our own unmet needs, our vulnerability, our pain, our hurt, our sorrow, our anger, whatever's kind of going on, these stories that we were very affected by, we utilize the the practice and the practice said of turning your attention to your breath awareness. Opening up to the sensation. Sensation arising, falling, expanding, contracting. Then cultivating light, light of insight, light of prana, light of that vital energy that heals, that inspires, that transforms. And that you contemplate a more stable mind in this body, in this moment, as you awaken to here and now. That's sutra 134 to 138. So as we create an asana, a strong stable posture in whatever form and that we can sit with ease we turn constantly refining the tool of breathing feeling awakening in the here and now now I'm going to put you in postures that provoke you to kind of go oh my god I don't like this pose or oh my god I'm not really good at this pose or why did this pose always bring up this weird memory and that is all this stuff that we desire to have it percolate up to the surface. So this is prarabdha karma is active karma, likened to the arrows in your bow, likened to the arrows that have flown your bow, likened to the arrows that have either missed your target or hit your target. These arrows were either released in previous lifetimes that your causal body needs to work through in this lifetime, and also, the arrows that have flown from your genetic karma that your, your soul chose this DNA to work through this experience this lifetime. This is the philosophy. I know this triggers some people because they're like, I didn't choose this. I didn't choose my life stories because some of us have had really hard upbringings and we don't feel like that was fair. So I don't wanna minimize and or belittle that. Um, But this philosophy is that way in which we start to look at now we have a choice and we have a choice to actually rectify the arrows that have fallen, make amends for the fallout of the poor aim, and then skillfully start to look at the further target, you know, your life's purpose, your soul's purpose, and actually what is aligned to your truth. This is Sanchita Karma, which is now dormant karma, and how we actually start to um, choose better choices. So it is represented the the arrows that are stored in the quiver. Now, when we get reactive, so you either a family member makes you upset, you get triggered by your partner, or you get triggered by a colleague, you know, or something happens in your life where you want to react you will immediately pull out a six-year-old arrow and throw a tantrum. Pull out a 16-year-old arrow and, you know, overeat, turn into a duvet, and sulk. You will pull out a 21-year-old arrow, go to the pub, get, you know, drunk, and then have sex with random people. Or you pull out an arrow of now. And actually, what is most important to you? As you slow down and breathe, and feel, you might need to cry, you might need to feel your feelings of anger and disappointment, your feelings are real, but they're not true, they're just passing, but honoring whatever comes up, and then contemplate, actually, what is the best thing for me in this moment? It will always have a consequence, but that sense of really listening to consciously How do I want to respond in this moment? The best thing that serves for me, the best thing, the outcome for other other people involved. So it says there's a Hindu saying that says the first 35 years of your life, you create your habits. The last 35 years of life, your habits create you. So unconsciously, as you react to someone triggering you, you will immediately pull that arrow out. So what we're trying to do is on our mat, put you in a stressful situation that you immediately react to. And go, wow, that was a strong reaction. Interesting. How quick can I actually slow down, return back, breathe, feel, cultivate that light of insight, stabilize my mind in my body, be here now. That said practice. And then make a better decision in which you cathartically start to kind of go, okay, what needs to be brought into the inhale pattern? What needs to be offered to the exhale pattern? and in that way that heat that tapas is that heat for positive change that we work with this in a somatic way in that cathartic way we breathe and move to help digest whatever is kind of going on for us and learn how to respond in a more productive way and this is really listening to what's most important to you what is what do you care about you know what is your deeper soul's longing? What is your purpose in this lifetime? And are your choices leading you closer to that truth or farther away? Now this is how we create Kriyamana Karma, like the arrowheads, the sticks and the feathers on the ground, is is that we are constantly when we show up, we are making new choices. We're practicing an asana and kind of going, wow, next time I do that on the other side, I'm gonna try something different. So you're gonna make a new choice, a new arrow, and store it in your quiver. So when we do the other side, you can make that choice and do it differently. As you saw the first side, you reacted in such a way that distracted you and created this conversation in which you entertained and you found it very disturbing or unsettling or whatever it is. That you went, okay, on this other side, I'm going to just try to practice this way. And so it's that abhyasa, that um, focused, diligent practice of honing in your viveka, your discerning awareness, that prajna, that lights your intelligence to be able to skillfully, bravely face what is, trusting that this too shall pass and you're going to be okay. And that as you breathe, feel your body, energy, mind, that you're... Samadhi, that full absorption, and you remember actually your intention of practice today. You know, you remember actually these tools and techniques, and you just keep on refining. You have these five essential ingredients in you, but we just need to remember them. We need to practice with them. We need to refine the way in which we relate to our lives, ourselves, um, and remember ultimately what we are, what we truly are. Not just who we are, but what we are. Consciousness chose this body. Your life is not wrong. Life is happening for you. And it's trying to wake you up to the truth of, you know, why your soul is here and actually really celebrate the gift of embodiment and enjoy everything that comes. It's that praktipaksha bhavana of seeing whatever obstacles here and turning it around and enjoying whatever is arising so with that all being said if you would like to continue to practice find out more information about the topics discussed or to donate to this podcast please visit zephyryoga.com or follow the link in the episode description I thank you